Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined to my right, I got Vance. He's in the house. He's sitting across from Ranger. That Raptor's still hanging there. Mm-hmm. Going for a new ro- record on this one. It's good to be back. I saw I saw that. I was up today. Andy and I put some baits together, and I'll tell you what, the rim looked great. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. That, that's finished it right off, that Raptor. I was lost last time without mm-hmm. that hanging in. Yeah, it literally, he got turned around in this room, mm-hmm. and yeah. he just did not. I said, Todd, the door's over here. And he's like, I, I, I'm confused. Yeah. You cleaned up for your guests. I try to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put on a show. You know, everyone gets to see the beautiful Belichick, but they really need to mm-hmm. see the, the house that the Muskie built. Yes. So, all right. You heard Todd. He's on the phone. We also have DK on the phone. I know him as DK. Hello. Hi, DK. Um. We're going to be talking about him a little bit later. we got to get through some of this stuff. Fatty Z Muskie products, fattyzmuskie.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And I have a correction to make. Last week I said Felix the Cat that was on Saturday Night Live. I was corrected promptly. Mm-hmm. It's Tootses. Or Tootses. Tootses. Yeah. Um, Felix the Cat was a more refined feline, as the uh, tweet told me. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Tunces was the cat that drove the car off the ledge or the cliff Amazing. on the Saturday Night Life skit. Did you watch that, Vance? Yeah, I laughed <laughs> It a was lot. horrendous. Oh, it's, it's great comedy. Okay, so you can find that on YouTube. But anyways, I wanted to at least get the correction out from last week, so people were fact-checking me. They so, were, man. They were, they're rough on you. They are. So, <clears throat> guys, As they should be. Oh, gosh, yeah. I got to stay on my you're, toes. You're our leader. <laughs> well... I don't know who appointed that, but Belichick. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're going to follow Belichick, right? I guess I'm going to have to. I, or is he following me? He might be. <laughs> Good. Oh, nice. Hey. There you go. So, anyways, getting through this, uh, we just Todd said he was up here. We're assembling uh, Team Rhino's order, big giant order. I'm hoping to get that out of here soon so you can check there. He's going to have some new colors. Musky Tackle Online. You can find standard colors there. And um, the rod holders. We're going to be – gosh, we'll have a nice little display down at Vicks, but I'll let someone else talk about that. But the website's up and going. Some people are buying rod holders off the uh, website, which is great. So you can check them out there, a little bit more information. Um, you can also just get in touch with me through any of the uh, other spots, fattyzmuskie.com, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Email me is fine as well. We'll even talk on the phone if necessary. I'm going to throw this to someone else. Who's talking next? I'll go. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Give us a call. We'll be fishing, uh, Vance and I fishing on Chautauqua Lake last Saturday in May through November, mid-November probably. Uh, we got some we got some dates that are filling in. You know, we have dates. Vance and I both are already booked. Early season is uh, touch and go if you want to get two boats or something involved. So if you're interested in coming and you know when you're coming, get a hold of us sooner rather than later. We'll get you on the books, and we'll do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish. Beautiful. Vicks Marine, Vicks Sports Center in uh, Kent, Ohio. Um, they sell a plethora of boats and also have unbelievable customer service and and service for boats uh they sell starcraft star welds and ranger boats who is also a sponsor of this podcast todd myself and andy will be out there on saturday february 24th 
Todd, Todd, just Todd and I on the 25th, we'll be doing a little seminar on musky fishing, focusing on trolling, um, and that down rod, but, uh, come out, they have an open house there, uh, 24th and 25th in their showroom. It's an airplane hangar filled with beautiful boats. Uh, and there's going to be, there's going to be some walleye seminars and some bass seminars as well. So there's a little bit of everything there. Um, stop out. It's going to be fun. Come chit chat. Perfect. So that's going to take us to the Muskie Max Plus. So what are you guys planning on doing, you know, early March? Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like the crappy season. Kinda. Yeah, I mean, real early March, I'm just going to be uh, trying to get ready to go to that Muskie Max. You know, that's the second weekend. We're going to be busy right up till it, uh, getting things ready for the show. Yeah, screw that yard work, even if it's nice. It's time to think oh, about yeah. fishing. I'm not going not to have any time for that, yeah. Tactical. We got the Musky Max, uh, along with many other vendors. They got a pretty full, I, I believe it's filled now, but uh, stop down, check it out. Embassy, Embassy Suites, uh, 10th and 11th. Lots of neat guys there, lots of neat rod builders or i mean you know lure builders and some people that aren't at a lot of other shows it's a good place to get to meet some guys and uh if you're local it's definitely worth going lots of stuff for the kids to do family event they keep it fun there yeah and you can also find some really neat show colors you know some some vendors will do show colors others will not but uh i always try to bring a couple couple extras that are going to be just a nice little flavor added that you're not going to see on the website. And generally after show season, I'll just try to put them out on Facebook as a like after show special kind of thing. So anyways, that's a little perk. So it's one of the last shows that are available uh, for people to go to. I think there's some out in Minnesota, but if you're on this, this side of the Mississippi, it's a really great show. Uh, Bring the family and come out and enjoy March 10th and 11th. We're, we are we are going to have a show bait there. I think we should bring it up. Right, Andy? Uh, something we've been playing around with the last year or two. A lot of people have asked about them. We're going to have some soft tail six-inch raptors. There's going to be about maybe maybe two dozen. We're at about 18 right now. We'll see how many we can get. But uh, well, a lot of people have been wanting them. We've... We played with them. We've got fish on them. They're running great. We just haven't had the time to build many, so it's going to be our first go at it, and we're going to have a couple dozen to pick from. So hopefully they're gone, and it'll make us do them again next year. Well, they're little they're little sweethearts. They'll be a heartbreaker for for some fish that thought they'd have a tasty meal. Yeah, they're a nice right. little bait. So something different. Something different. Yeah, it's it's nice because yeah, a lot of people have been saying it for many years now. That they'd like to see a six-inch soft tail, but that's where we're going to debut them. So, if there's any left, I'll probably throw them on Facebook. Nice. So, Saint Croix rods, best rods on earth. Check them out if you're in the market for a rod. I'm sure you've heard of Saint Croix. I'm sure everyone has at least touched one in their life who's fished for more than ten minutes. So, pretty popular. Check them out. Then. We have Muskies Inc. Last but not least. No, they're not least. They're actually 
first in con- conservation, if you ask me, for musky fishing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they're the ones that started all the whole movement to do the catch and release, save the fisheries, and they're still blazing trails. They're thinking ahead. They, you know, we've talked about this many times, but I still think it's neat. I'm hoping they get their app up and running soon. That's going to be really neat to be able to uh, log your fish with an app rather than coming to some, you know, doing it, you know, on your phone, logging in and doing all that. If you had an app that was, I mean, who keeps their passwords anymore? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to Todd. Todd, what's, the, yeah. <laughs> what's your password? <laughs> he, Todd only worries about his passwords once every two or three years when he gets a new phone, when nothing works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we had that, that problem. Yeah, but that's an interesting concept that they're going to be bringing in. Uh, you know, an app where you can just basically pull it up and and uh, pull up information on the lake, log information about the lake that you're on currently. It's very current, up to date. Uh, just uh, and they're they're innovative, you know, and they're keeping up with the Joneses now. Yeah, it seems like they're going full steam ahead on on a lot of a lot of things. Um, but you know, check out the um, Muskie's Inc. Wide Join episode that we did. I don't know, maybe about a month ago, and uh, learn a, you know just learn a little bit more about the club. But uh, we urge you go join Muskie's Inc. So no rap this time. Yes, unless DK, you got one ready? No, <laughs> that's good. Okay, I wanted to make sure you were still there. We're gonna keep. I'm you. here. Okay, so that was. Uh, I think we got them all. We got right? them all. Yeah, we got them all. We got okay. them all. Last but not least is is DK. Now he did. He did tell me he he rehearsed the Star Spangled Banner and he's going to sing it right now. Okay, mm-hmm. we <laughs> start that. that. Off, we start that off with every guest that we have. We start with a proper national. You said you're going to do it a cappella, so let's let's hear this. <laughs> tell us, tell us a, a little bit. Where, what are you all about, DK? What are you running? Pardon me. What are you running up there? You got a bait company. What do you do? I do. I own DK Musky Lures. Um, started in 2007. That long? And Yes. Uh, I actually got into bait making in around late 2006. Um, and then 2007, I went and got a DBA because I was selling musky lures. And, you know, you read all the rules and everything and excise tax and everything else. And I don't want to get pimped. So I did it the right way. And. Uh, it was it's still going i love it nice so we won't go too far i was gonna say let's let's do our if you had to choose and then we're gonna let dk really go into this okay all right everybody this week's if you had to choose and we're kind of tailoring this to the bait makers if you had to choose would you want a profession that would be making musky baits or, or anything fishing tackle, like doing what you love? Or would you rather take that time and just go fishing? Hmm. Now, I'm not saying that the, the, the guy mm-hmm. making musky baits won't go fishing, but it's just limited because they're popular baits that sell out all the time and people scream his name when they walk through the streets. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> we hear. I mean, this is a 
this is a good one, man. I mean, you hear we hear it a lot. I know a lot of my a lot of guys I know that are into the bait making. You know, you you start, you're big into fishing, you get something going, things are going great. Wow, I'm gonna make baits. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of guys out there, a lot of guys at these shows that you go to that if you if you really get to sit and talk to them, it's like you know, I really don't fish that much anymore because it's season. I got to make the baits. You know, if you make that choice. <laughs> you sometimes you maybe want to uh think about what you're really asking you know it's it's it, it's neat you're associated with the with the business but it really does cut into the time i mean it's all as big as you want to make it but uh really cuts into your fishing time you're doing yeah that's your busiest time of the year that's when you gotta have the baits around uh, right. so yeah it's interesting guiding Guiding's pretty nice. I get. I don't get to fish. I take. At least we're fishing. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm taking people, but I don't get to fish anymore. You know, what we what I get. I reeled in two trolling fish last year. Uh, thanks to Vance. Thank you, Vance. You're welcome. Uh, you know, was that but, the PMTT? Uh, no, I got the real one in at the PMTT, and that that was actually yes. it. Yeah, and that, that's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, everybody else reels a bit, but it's fun, you know. I enjoy that. It's still we feel like we caught them, but yeah, it's okay. neat to have the business associated with. But uh, it does cut into the time. It does. Hey, DK, what's your thought on yeah. this? If you had to choose, I I like fishing a lot, so I would definitely, you know, rather do that. But then again, I do like bait making too. Like I look forward, you know, to the end of the season, December fifteenth. Usually started before then, but I mean, I I, tie, I come into it hard. I mean, just out in the shop, and it does make the winter go by a lot faster. So it's not terrible, yeah. but uh, there's nothing like being on the water, though, you know. Yeah. yeah. So thing, what you're ahead. saying is, if you had to choose, you would give up the bait making to replace that with time to go fishing. That's... Yeah, I would if I, you know. <laughs> yeah. There's one thing, there's one thing that comes into play here. When you make the decision to buy all this stuff and invest the time and the money in painting materials and ho- I mean, when you go fishing it costs money. When you're making baits, yes, it does help to pay some bills. So, sure. yeah. That's one little that's a perk. Kicker. That's definitely a, that's perk. a perk. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's it's rewarding too, you know. You, you, mm-hmm. when you when you finish a bait and it, it's, there's nothing like you know just looking at it and and I guess the the next best thing was if you could just fish for a living and fish your own baits, maybe you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tough. I remember. I think it was two years ago. I think we were talking to to Dale Wiley. And he say like he went out once fishing, as he was so busy with, with bait making. Mm-hmm. Like I did, I pulled the boat out once. That was it. Yeah, once or twice. I mean that has yeah. to, that has to be that has to be a little bit tough. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, I guess I'll, I'll kind of fit my answer in right in the middle of answers. But when I when I started really like <clears throat> gaining traction. I did some stuff for a guy named Roger Waters from H2O Tackle. And in one of the conversations I had with him, he's like, oh, so you must not like fishing. <laughs> and I'm like, why? He goes, because 
when it gets going, you're going to have no time to fish. <laughs> so, you know, while kind of like what Dave was saying or DK, um, it's, it's rewarding. I do kind of take like the assists, you know, you get all these assists like, okay, so you're an all-star because you've caught two fish this year, but you had 300 assists, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just like it's, yeah. it's stacked really hard. And, you know, so that's rewarding and stuff, but I don't know. I probably wouldn't change it. You're like a point guard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got, I got the, the fine motor skills. Yeah. I can, I can you're do those no look off. passes. You're, you guys are making the, making the baits, passing them off and people are, are scoring with them, you know? And it is fun. Just as DK just said, you know, today Andy and I assembled probably close to 200 baits, mm-hmm. you know, my finger, my fingers are a little sore. You're on the same <laughs> pliers doing the same thing. Andy's doing his little thing, but it's, it's neat at the end. I mean, I, I enjoyed looking at all that stuff sitting there. Even though we're going to put it in a box and ship most of it away, it's like, oh, those look good, Andy. They they do. The, the They look great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is really cool. Look at all these beautiful baits we have. Yeah. I mean, we ha- uh, you know, we hammered to get that, that TRO order out. And mm-hmm. I look, I'm like, yeah, we got all these baits. Look at them all. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're putting like nine in inventory. They're gone. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, that's cool. Well, then I walked in here. I was like, man, I haven't been able to take a picture of a bait in a very long time. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. But. So, but, uh, yeah, it, it's it's tough. I mean, anyone out there that, like what Todd was saying, would walk up and actually talk to some of these people unless these people are just buying and reselling and even that that's i'm not saying it doesn't take any time i mean there's a lot of jacking around if if, you know to keep things straight um but to actually like build and stuff like that it as dk knows it doesn't happen in in seconds to get a bait from start to finish and almost like these shows are like the way of all these bait builders to like look at each other like, yep, another year went by. And that's pretty much like I see some of these guys once a year and it's it's like the brotherhood's there. Like, how many times did you get out? Five. Yeah. Oh, you beat me, I got out four. <laughs> yeah. And but that's like really like that's your that's that's a season that's gone. That's a chunk of your life is now gone. But you had to make the choice. If you wanted mm-hmm. to go fishing more you probably would have went out and gone fishing. Yeah. So, anyways, that's my answer. I didn't mean to cut you off, Vance. Oh, no. You know, with guiding and stuff like that, too, you know, you, you, I mean, at least Todd and I don't don't fish when we're guiding. You know, we're actually guiding out there. We don't want to hook them. We want other people to. You want to teach and stuff like that. And then when I get the opportunity to fish, I really want to. I do want to fish, you know, when I go to Canada for a week, I'm really, really excited about that. And people are like, you're crazy. You know, you, you're going to take your vacation and go fishing. You do this all the time. I'm like, well, you know, not, not really, you know, I, (laughs) I want to go out and, 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 you know, have some fun fish, you know, Mm -hmm. see if I still got it. I'm, I'm gotten to the point. I'm really nervous to reel them in trolling anymore. There's I'd no doubt about it. Because yeah, they scare you so much. Be the, well, I'd just rather be the net guy. Because I, <laughs> you know, I'm, that's all you do is like, here, you crank, I get it in the net, okay? Now, somebody has to be the wrong. I'm like, oh, gosh. 
What do I do? Yeah. Do I scoop what it? It's off. What if it gets <laughs> off? Yeah. That doesn't look good on Todd. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, it happens. It does. What are you gonna do? But uh, all right, let's hop into the the main topic right now. That's DK. Hey DK. Yeah. How you doing? I'm good. <laughs> good. Okay. So Todd started off with a question before I interrupted him. Let's hear the story of how you got into bait making. All right. Flashback to 2006. I started musk. I've always fished for walleye bass. My father's a big, you know, back in the day, that's we used to, he used to get us kids up at four or five in the morning and go and boat. And we loved it, you know, so I've always fished. Um, one of my friends was fishing one of the St. Lawrence tributaries for muskies. And he's like, Oh, you got to come with me. It's, it's great. So he was buying these top water baits. I can't even remember what kind they were, but. I went a few times and I caught my first muskie with him. It was a 42 inch, just, it was awesome. Uh, I've never experienced anything like it. So from then on, I was kind of like hooked on muskies. So I looked at these baits. I'm like, I think I can, you know, make one of these myself. So I had a wood lathe that my grandfather gave me and I turned out just the ugliest looking things, you know, like I I didn't know the first thing about bait making and just pretty much. Were you like me? Were you like me in that? You just wanted to make every style immediately and not perfect one of them, and you had like oh, a, yeah, a whole absolutely. collection of garbage. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I just whatever I turned out was what I I tried, and I had definitely had a lot of failures. But um, I ended up making it was like a six inch. I didn't know how to explain it. It was a walk the dog top water bait, and I caught a thirty six inch muskie on it, and. From then on, I was like, this is cool, you know, like, they're so rewarding to basically build something with your hands and catch a fish on it, so I, uh, that definitely put a, you know, put a spark put bug in me to, yeah, yeah just to, to keep going, so, um, I was working at Alcoa at the time, and I brought a lure into work with me to show somebody, because they were asking about it, and, uh, they said, well, you should see... Mike Gehring's lures he makes, and this is a guy that, you know, I've kind of heard of, um, never really met him before, and they're like, they told me his baits could hang on the shelves in the store, they're that nice, and I was like, no kidding, so I ended up bidding, <laughs> yeah, I ended up bidding to the cast house where he worked, and I want to say back then he was in his 60s anyway, great big tall, tall guy, white hair, white mustache, and, uh, I went up and introduced myself to him, and we've been pretty much best friends since then. We fish together all the time, and um, he makes like a, a it's a topwater bait. It's he calls it a flop tail. It's it's kind of like a flat tail, but different. And he kind of took me under his wing a little bit and showed me the ropes, you know. And it's just it's it's been quite an experience. <laughs> That's nice. That's great. Yeah, it's a cool story. Yeah, we still fish together all the time, and he comes to the shop a lot, and just a great guy. What does uh, what does he think about the bait you're making? <laughs> well, when I at the beginning there, you know, his were so much nicer than mine. It was just whatever. He wasn't too intrigued by them, but when I started <laughs> upping my game a little bit there, he's like, "My God, I can't get over him." You know, like so he has quite a few of them now, but uh, he doesn't really fish them too much. He doesn't like throwing the big baits, but. 
So you does he now? Now, did you were you into painting or anything at this time? When like, I started, or yeah, I mean, or did you just go into it? Nothing. You didn't know anything about the painting or the building or anything. I went into it with a shaker can and yeah, okay, same <laughs> yeah. as most everybody. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I like some of those rattle cans. I didn't mean to cut you off, Vance. Mm. But uh, the reason being I like them so much is because the paint would generally dry really quick because I bought the fast dry. Mm-hmm. And you could paint like a million base in a minute. <laughs> because when you're doing the rattle can, it's not it's not like you can get detail. It's like, I'll fade this and then put scale. Done. It dry, it so you have a bunch of dried piles of garbage. Yeah, okay, but it still was. It was an easier time to build baits. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So DK, you started like uh, you started with casting lures, yes? Yeah, uh, walk the dog baits. Um, I sold them on eBay. They were eight inch cigar style walk the dog bait. Uh, we did pretty well, and that's why I decided to market them and. I sold them for $13.99 on eBay back in 2008. I'd like to order about 100 of those right now. Please. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so the funny thing about this is I don't know if I sold, oh, man, maybe 30 or 40 baits that year. And I was going through our file cabinet here at the house, and I found my, my paperwork from the business back then. And I had all the original sales receipts from eBay. So I started leafing through them, you know, and lo and behold, there's guys that are on my friends list on Facebook that bought baits for me back in 2008. And we didn't even know each other, you know, like I don't think mm-hmm. Facebook was even around then. So it was pretty cool just to see, you know, I reached out to one of the guys. I was like, hey, I, back in the day, you know, I see that you uh, bought a bait off me on eBay. And he's like, yeah, he goes, you know. I, I kind of, when I added you as a friend, he got, I remembered, and I was like, no kidding, you should have said something, you know, but pretty neat. That's awesome. It's also borderline creepy that you, hey, 10 years ago, I have this paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I have, uh, you want to be my friend? <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, That's super cool, dude. I mean, it's neat how all that stuff works out because, you know, I'm trying to think. There was an instance similar to that that, that I that I had that was, but it was all screen names back then, not like real names. Yeah, oh, like the forums and stuff. Yeah, I mean, like the forums, but even like on eBay, you know. Oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right. not, it's not like you know. Oh, Bob Smith. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Bob Smith right. at one two three Oak Street, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was. So it's there, there's a level of. Like smoke and mirror, not really smoke and mirrors, but just anonymity going on with a screen name. So, I mean that that's cool that like you actually took the time to go through all of that and you just recognized. Well, yeah, because I hand I hand wrote all the receipts like when you get the the invoice from eBay. So just yeah, so I could give my bookkeeper the paperwork and I I got the copies of it and I just happened to see it in the file cabinet. So I don't know how long you're supposed to hang on to that stuff. But. Yeah, that's nostalgia forever. Yeah. So uh, occasionally I, I follow your Instagram account. Actually, Vance followed it and I look at it because I've never made an Instagram post personally. But uh, occasionally you put up them topwaters. Is that is that just like a throwback? You enjoy doing that once in a while? Yeah, I don't think I 
I don't know if I've posted one in a while, but it's good. it's like I a don't... year or something like that. I remember you. I thought there was snow in the background. You had one. You painted up Reese. Oh yes, last year I did make some um, big cedar, like really big topwater baits, twelve inches. Um, I did make a couple of the eights, like I used to make, but I didn't sell them. I just pretty much made them for myself. I still have them in the shop here. But out of curiosity, do you have any of your original ones that you can lay next to your new ones to compare? Uh, the topwater baits, I have the very first and second one I made, um, and they're actually, there's a lot of friends of mine that have been scarfing them up. They're finding them popping around on the musky flea market and everything. So they're, they're getting them. They're still, you know, they're dated 2008 and it's pretty cool to see them still kicking around. So that's, do you dated them that then too? I did, uh, but what's funny is, like, only the 2008s, because I made a bunch in 2009 and 10, and I didn't date them. I don't know. I kind of... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of ahead of the curve, putting the dates on them all the way back when. You know, I, I definitely have old lures, but I've never seen dates on them like that. Are you? I, I might have one in my museum, I, and I'm going to mispronounce the name. Danziac? <laughs> Does anybody hear? Does that ring a bell? Uh-huh. I'll, I'll have to pull it out. But it was, to me, it was when I really started looking at higher-end baits. I, I saw that this Dan, Dan's acting. I can't even pronounce it. I'm going to butcher it. I'm going to get corrected. But that's okay. And I want to think that there's a date on that one's back. And that was like, a, I think I paid 30 bucks for it, but it was originally a $50. I, I don't know. I pulled it off eBay. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I could go look right now, but it's probably yeah. not that important to the right. topic. Um, but yeah, it, it it seemed to be at least that's when I paid attention. I mean, yeah. th- people could have been doing that for fifty years. Yeah, who knows? I, I just I know that I have not not really seen that. You know, I know that if say in the, in the social media boom. Um, I know, I know, I know, Mister Mister Wiley for a while. Uh, you know, I have some baits downstairs that he would, with the little sticker that says Wiley Lures, it used to say, like, the actual bait. It would say, like, Musky Killer 1986. Oh, wow. Musky Killer 1987. I have some of those. Uh, but it lasted a few years, and then the dates faded. Yeah, it's a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. you know they just, just quit doing it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have a lot of stickers. What do you do with all these stickers? You got to date the stickers. What do you do? Yeah. Throw them in the garbage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know they weren't painted on, but uh... that's neat. So where where does it go after that, DK? So I continued on the top water baits for a while. I made a few crankbaits here and there along the way. Um, nothing really unique to myself. Just like I tried like a grandma style wooden crankbait, and I did catch fish on that too. And then in 2014, I kind of came into the the crankbait scene um i started fishing the st lawrence a lot more and that's kind of what turned me on to it but um i made i kind of searched the internet for a little bit because i didn't want to you know pretty much step on anyone's toes i don't want to design a bait that looked similar to what everyone else did so and it's hard because there's so many you know underground builders and everything but i came up with this profile that I thought was unique to what, you know, I wanted to do. It was a nine inch crank and, uh, had a pretty steep dive curve on it. And 
I had to come up with a name for it. So I got thinking, I'm a pretty big hockey fan, um, Boston Bruins fan. And, of course, the Montreal Canadiens are like, you know, the rivals or whatever. And back in when I was building the, these cranks, um, P.K. Subban was like a wicked diver in the game. He embellished all the time. So I was like, <laughs> uh, well, my crank, my crank bait died, so I was named the bait the P.K. Subban. So then one of my friends is like, no, you got to name it a D.K. Subban. I was like, all right, that'll work. So in 2014, I made, I want to say, 130 of these crankbaits. And from there, it just kind of took off. It, that was the we, start of, like, everything pretty much. That's interesting because we've speculated at least me and Andy have. I was like, I wonder where he's getting that DK Subban because I think the dude still <laughs> still plays. Yeah, he does. He plays for Nashville now, I yeah. believe. And he's actually he's a great guy. Like he does a lot for charity and everything. And now that he's not in the Canadians, I don't dislike him as much. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that that's silly, and it it fits perfect. Yeah. Who's your team? Boston Bruins. Boston. Oh no! Yeah, my my aunt <laughs> and uncle lived in Lemonster, Massachusetts, when we were kids. We used to go every summer down there, and they take us to the old Boston Garden and stuff. So, oh no! Are you are you Boston like yeah. through and through? No, I don't. I don't do football, okay. baseball, or anything. Just hockey. We're good. So we're you're good. not a true. Ma- <laughs> yeah. You're not a true mass yeah. hole. <laughs> <laughs> A, a real seller right now would be the uh, the DK eighty seven. Yeah, the Crosby with the Crosby on it. You know, uh, yeah. fr- from where we're from. Yeah, <laughs> they're taking off. Uh, yeah, that's sweet. Uh, Hockey, hockey's big up there. That's cool. DK and yeah, that and that, that Subban bait runs. It's like a shallow runner, right? With a square lip? No, well, I had the shallow lip and the deep lip. Originally, they were all deep lips, and I think it was the year after I put a shallow lip in them. Yeah. And now, I pretty much, that's all I make in the Subban is just a shallow. Um, a lot of guys cast them like a, a jerk bait, you know, rip, rip and pause, mm-hmm. and do pretty well on them. Um, 50 Finder kind of stole the show for a trolling bait. but Why don't we go through all the uh, bait models you have, because... That was one area of I was always confused on because I'm like looking at Instagram and stuff. I'm like, I can't even tell the difference. Yeah. So the the Subban, the profile for the Subban is what everything is based off of. So the 50 finder, I had a piece of wider stock here for wood, and this was in 2015. And I was like, I'm going to trace the, the pattern out on this, cut it out, and see you know how it looks. It was an inch and an eighth wide where the Subans were like three quarters. So I made okay. the original the original bait, and we called it the Subban Wide. And um, the first time out with it, we were trolling at night. I set it down there, and I think it was like three minutes into the troll, just a wicked ripper. So I caught that fish. It was a 49-and-a-half-incher. Nice fish. We let it go. Um, I think it was the following night we went back out. There was a couple nights later. We went back out. So that we were back down again. Um, I had a friend from Toronto down fishing, and uh, we made the pass. Rod went off. I said, grab it, man. Just take it. He's like, no, it's your fish. Get it. So I ended up taking the rod, and that was a 51 and a half inch fish. 
And wow. yeah, so, so I think we went back out maybe a few days later at night again, put that lure back down, and I caught a 53 and a half on it. <laughs> and this was a, this was pushing 40 pounds. It was just a, a beast, you know? So I ended up calling my friend Riley. Um, helps me out a lot with a lot of everything involved with the business, but I called Riley up. I'm like, dude, I just caught a 53 and a half on the, on the Suvan light. He's like, Oh my God, that's unreal. So we kept fishing. And I think it was the next day. He said, yo, you have to change the name of that bait to the 50 finder. <laughs> Cause it caught two fifty, you know, two over 50. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's perfect. You know? So I, I ended up making, I think 12 more after that. And Actually, no, two weeks later, I caught a 52 and a half on that same bait. So it was a 49 and a half, 51 and a half, 53 and a half, 52 and a half. And when I got the other 12 done, I gave one to a friend who fishes a river. And he was actually casting it, and he caught a 51, I think. Yeah, so we we didn't even catch any small fish on it. So that's kind of where the name came from. Uh And. It, I was kind of skeptical on it because you name a bait the 50 finder, you better hope that, you know, yeah. it continues to find, you know, people catch decent fish on it. And so far, so good. So, <laughs> Well, Vance, Vance, you got to tell your little story. Oh, <laughs> this yeah, is the perfect time to tell it. Ridiculous. I mean. It's ridic- that- yeah, ridiculous. I, I got a hold of DK, I think, back in October. And, uh, you know, I just was shooting the shit and i said you know i'd love to run one of these and i i I wanted to i wanted to order one i wanted to have it ready for my 2018 uh canada trip you know you're up in bigger water and whatnot and uh so i thought i could get on you know on a waiting list and uh dave so graciously said why don't you try one out uh you know before you order some and he sent me uh a jointed 50 finder uh walleye uh, it, it, glitter walleye am yes. i am i ac- yes. yeah so absolutely stunning looking uh gorgeous something that if i got brand new i'd be like eh, i really don't want to mess this thing up but i mean people probably know this story now it was just in in the most recent musky hunter magazine with jimmy the beast um we had an epic day and it was late fall trolling on chautauqua lake and i put that thing out there um on the project x and on our last trolling pass after the (laughs) the father and the son were talking and he said you know all you need is a 50 now and I'm telling you, like, within seconds after him saying that, the rod buckled. And it was the heaviest rip I had on Chautauqua all year, uh, trolling. Did you have the nerve to say, there's your 50? I I had the nerve to say, <laughs> get out of the way. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, get, I was like, get out of the way. So I grabbed the rod and handed it to Jimmy. And beast. he starts, yeah, beast. He starts cranking it in. I mean, he was just spectacular with it. And they were both fighting it together. And uh, I saw it come up, and I, knew, I saw it was another big one. I was just like, "This is insane!" And I bagged it. <laughs> and I was just like, "You know what? This might 
actually be uh, this this might yeah. have hit hit fifty, which is a rarity to do on Chautauqua. This is very rare for where we're fishing. Yeah, it's a very it, it's it's a rarity on you know we've hit forty nines, we hit you know dozens of fish close to that, but um, I I have it on video actually. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, yeah, it's the first time we use this. Jimmy, what do you got in the in the net there? He's like another muskie. I was like, it's a big one. I shut the video off. I I did all the work with the hooks. I pull it out. I put it on the bump board. It's over fifty, and you know we were just going insane. And it was so it was so fun to just send, uh, you know, with the name of that bait, the fifty finder. I just immediately text yeah. Dave. I'm just like found. <laughs> I still remember that too. Yeah. <laughs> it said found unreal. <laughs> <laughs> then, my, then my wheels started turning. I was actually up in uh, Gananoque fishing with my friend Riley and it was a real windy day that day. And I remember exactly where we were when we got that. It was an Instagram. <laughs> it was an Instagram message actually. Yes, yes, yes. I said, Riley, I've seen a message like this before found. <laughs> I wonder what he got. <laughs> oh, it, it was a pocket dial. I, I found my keys. <laughs> Dude. I, I mean, unbelievable, bait. I was stoked to run it. I was so stoked that that story happened. It was just special. The whole thing was special. It, it was. I was tickled pink and mm. great. I um, actually have another, a similar story. Let's I like that. Um, there's... Over, I think I, I want to say it was like over the summer, a friend of mine, when I went to school, she posted on my Facebook timeline, Dave, I found your doppelganger, and it was this picture of a kid holding a muskie. And I was like, yeah, I could kind of see he looks a little bit like me or whatever. Well, like five minutes goes by, and this kid, because you know Facebook yet, I have so many people on there that are my friends that I don't really, you know, chat with or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. So I get a comment on there, hey, that's me. So the guy's name is Ben Beatty, great guy. So we started chatting or whatever, and uh, he's a big Tragically Hip fan, just like me. Like we like the same music and everything. So we talked for a while, and he's like, "Man, he goes, I've been watching your baits for a while. He goes, I- I've been trying to get one, I just can't find one." So I was like, "I'll tell you what, because he's a guide on Waxul, and I don't know of anybody that runs, you know, my baits on Waxul." So he he was asking for one. I was like. You know, I got quite a few in my collection that I fish right now. I'll take a picture, and you can pick one out, and I'll send it to you. You can borrow it and just, you know, at the end of the season, send it back or whatever. So it was another one of those deals. I sent him the bait, and he got it, and he's like, oh, this thing looks awesome. You know, I'll, I'll fish it. Well, I think it was like a week or two went by, and I was in bed. It was like 930 at night getting ready to you know, wind down for the night, and I get a Facebook message from him, and it says, I'm going to start calling this bait the 55 finder. Oh my. So I was like, Oh, what's this all about? So of course, you know, I'm just standing there waiting for the next message to come through. And he sends me a picture of this freak. It was 55 and a quarter. And he was guiding a guy and that was his biggest fish, like in his boat for the, I think it was his personal best for his boat. It was 55 and a quarter wax little beast. And it's just one of those deals where he, his first fish was, you know, over 50. I mean, unbelievable over yeah. 55 too, you know? Yeah. Over 55. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this, in this bait that, that Dave sent me was out of his personal stash. You know, that was, it was something that he used and he let me borrow it. And you lost it, didn't you? No, I didn't. I had, <laughs> had a really, really tough time giving that back. You know, it was just such a, 
it's a, it's a great lore, you know. Now the story I heard was you took a picture of the bait and sent the picture back to him, correct? So <laughs> here's your bait. Here's your bait. It's staying. Yeah, it's it got it got ran over. It's flat. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> By the way, I lost it. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. we lost it the next pass. So is what it is. But, but yeah, that that's what makes it worthwhile when you get you know like just the messages you get from people, and it's not all about catching fish to me. Like for me. If, if somebody uses my bait, I'm happy because there's so many great builders out there and great baits, you know, so that's half the battle, just getting someone to actually tie it on. And oh, yeah. That's the assist. The yeah. assist. Man, yeah, that's that has to be a great feeling. You know, they're sick baits, period, and the paints on them are, are nasty too. Well, I wanted to talk about the paints a little bit. Obviously, you didn't come out of the gate with rattle cans doing the paints that you do what was what was the major turning point because like everyone has that moment of like clarity that they find their way i think it was 2015 i just kind of started challenging myself more to try new things and be unique i've never been like an artsy person like I tell people I just wing it and I get by, I get lucky. I'm not an artist, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's the same thing. Almost everybody that I know that does it will tell, will tells us that Andy, I always say that to Andy and it, Andy's like, he's the brain man. He's designing debate. He started painting them out of necessity. necessity. Yep. And, uh, but you guys, you guys caught on real quick. <laughs> yeah, well, don't don't even put my good. paints in the in the ball field of DKs because they're not. Well, <laughs> I think you, I think you could do it. It's just yeah, time. Yeah, time. You, you guys spend a lot of time on those things. You have to. Yeah. Are, are you an artist in other forms? Like, could you could you draw something maybe a step above stick figures? He's a really good uh, singer. No. <laughs> uh, I, I, in high school, like, art was my thing. But I, I, I wasn't, like, the, you know, the best in the class or anything. I'd just get by. I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not an artist. So I'll keep saying that because I'm not. <laughs> well, they are work of art. I mean, in the layering in the baits, if anybody sees them on the... I suggest you follow the Instagram page, uh, and you know you, you can see some of the work. The layering in them is ridiculous. They're just a cut above of the. You know, it's the, the upper lines. Echelon, the know. lines are really crisp on the paint, and that's that's something that I don't want to say I struggle with, but I don't. I just I don't have it there yet because I'm like I can make this go quicker by doing it like this, and it still gets the point across. Right. And, uh, yeah, because honestly, especially on a crankbait, I can see on a bait like, like the Raptor, um, you got a hang time where the fish have more time to look at it and it, they're looking at a, a still object and they're going to see more of the, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on with the paint or whatever. A crankbait, I mean, honestly, people say that I'm wasting my time because when I think <laughs> it's cranking a, through the water, it's, water. it's one it's color, you know? It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So another interesting thing that I like to ask guys, where, so where, what's, uh, where's this happening? 
Is it a garage? Is it a, did you, do you have a shed? Most of the time they're getting painted in somebody's shed that they put up or in their basement or so I, place set up. I have a, I have a shop inside of my garage. Um, okay. We bought a house out in the country. It's, it's, it's just a ranch and it had a really crappy, like one and a half car garage when we, when we moved here and I sectioned off part of that. And that's where I, I did most of everything. And then mm-hmm. I think it was like five or six years ago, I talked my wife into building a big garage. <laughs> so we put a, it's a 20, 28 by 36. I have 11 foot high ceilings in it. Um, mm-hmm. And in the back corner, I built a 12 by 16 like room inside the garage with eight foot ceilings. So I storage above. And everything, most everything is done in the 12 by 16 shop. Yeah. And then woodworking stuff I do out in the main part just so I don't get everything all sawdust and everything. But Yeah. I think that's neat to, the, you know, uh, some of the listeners and, you know, they see the bait, they see the finished product. But, you know, it's not like these musky guys that are making these baits. Most of them aren't working out of a warehouse yeah, it's, it's not Berkeley here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's guys with those little pop-up sheds you can buy for, you know, nine ninety nine, nine, you know, nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. You throw it in the back door, backyard, and uh, put a vent, and uh, they're pushing the baits through stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's that's really all you need. I mean, yeah, yep. Yeah, it's weird sometimes. I'll get people that will say, "Hey, I'd like to stop over." I mean, this this happens many times a season. I'd like to see the the store, like the factory. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's not exactly what the way you're going to think it. And uh, this where I'm at now is light years better than where I was at two years ago. But even still, it's it's not like yeah, I don't have. I got a picture in my head of what you're picturing in your head and I don't think they mix up and they, I, I'm probably way off because I'm assuming an assumption. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. You, you got them little spaces. That's your space. And it's nice to go out there to, to get away from everybody. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So <clears throat> when I talked to DK a few days ago on the phone, setting this up, you said something that really interested me was that you gave up hunting to musky fish. Yes, I did. You care to elaborate a little bit on that because that's, that's big. Not a lot of people do that. I, uh, it's one of those deals where I deer hunted a lot and I duck hunted, not so much small game or anything else, but I never really had like, uh, prime location to deer hunt so i'd spend you know three hours on the tree stand in the morning three hours at night and if i shot one deer a season i'd be lucky you know i like i went a lot of seasons where i get skunked tag soup you know so fishing like was the next best thing to me or was better than that so and i you know i learned about fall fishing how these fish get fatter and it's just you know trolling and everything so I got to the point where I was spending more time in my boat, not even, you know, caring about sitting in a tree stand anymore. And I mean, we fish walleyes at night from 
November till December. We don't go out till dark, and it just, you know, it crushes It's so much fun, you know, and I don't know. It's just... Just no time. I don't, yeah. don't have it in me anymore to, to sit out there, and, and I don't know how my daughter would feel now if I brought a deer home and hung out in my garage. <laughs> She's six <laughs> years old, so... She should feel, <laughs> you know, proud. <laughs> yeah, she should, but it does scare some kids, so... <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And you release all the fish, well, except for the walleyes, I'm sure. You clunk them. No, I, I, no, we let them go. You don't need eat, eat them at all. No, I we, might keep, I might keep three or four walleyes a season, but it's, we only keep eighteen to twenty-two inches. And when we go out in the fall, we're catching twenty-six to thirty-two inch fish that are all just footballs, you know. So mm-hmm. early egg layers, we let them go. Um, I fish with Mike Gehring. He's when he goes out with me every night. He's a trooper, seventy years old, and we go out at dark. There's no docks, and we have to launch the boat and pull it up on shore, pretty much. And it's it's fun. I like it. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, was it last year or the year before you got a new rig? That was the year before. The year before. How how do you like that? Uh, I do like it. It's the Alumacraft Tournament Pro 185. Um, I ordered it. It was the first brand new boat I've ever bought. I had Lunds before that, and it was one of those things where everyone's like, you got to buy the Lund. You're going to regret it. You're going to regret it. And I was concerned more with the pr- price point, you know. Um, Alumacraft equivalent Lund was almost 5000 more, and I took a chance. <laughs> um I do like it, but I do have the two foot cinder already, so we'll oh, see no. what next year, <laughs> next year, the year after brings. But it's it's a decent bow. It's the walk through windshield. I got the 150 horse Yamaha. I put a kicker motor, 99 remote kicker motor last summer because I was racking up so many hours trolling with it that I didn't want to have something with, you know, 2,000 hours by the time I go to trade it in or sell it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> wouldn't know anything about that. I wish there was an hour counter on Todd's kicker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet you. You know, we we what we estimate five thousand, but it's probably more. Wow. Oh yeah. I mean, I've been saying five thousand for years. I mean, (laughs) keep something fifteen years. Right, eight thousand now. (laughs) Yeah. 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 There's what some some weeks it's doing sixty hours a week. Yeah. Just 60 hours a week. You do that for four months. There's 1,200 hours. Yeah, that's a lot. In one year? Yeah. It's, what, 15 years old? 16? Mm-hmm. 17? <laughs> Still running. 2002. Still running, yeah. Dave, you do, uh, you know, I, I, you, you do a lot of larger baits as well. I've seen a 13. I've seen... An 18? That gargantuan yes. one. <laughs> yes. That's we, uh, Just having fun, or are you exploring? Uh, both. Mm. So my my friend Tom Storr helps me tremendously in the shop. He comes over all the time and mixes epoxy and cuts blanks for me, and he's just... I'm pretty thankful to have him come here. Well, he got a hold of some nice cedar, um white cedar from up here and it's one of those things that we talked about like let's make a really big bait my father was pushing for me he's like you need to make a 15 or 18 inch bait you know just to try it so 
it was last year we cut out some 18 inch bodies that are you know precise to the 50 finder profile shape and everything and i think i made six of them and i kept one tom got one um i gave one to my father and the others went on ebay but they actually they're fishable um I was gonna say I didn't get one. <laughs> They're visual. I'm sure. Tell, tell me they turn the, they turn the boat. They do. They pull <laughs> like the salties actually creak when you put them in, and I but, but not, I the, not the bases. Not the bases. You can't you can't hurt those fat easy bases. Yeah. There you go. I got it. I got what I wanted. <laughs> okay, go ahead. But yeah, they uh, they pull like you're pulling moose through the water. Um, and they thump really hard. And I think Riley and I fished one up near Lake Ontario last year. We were in 24 feet of water, and I had 38 or 40 feet of line out, and it was just hammering the bottom. Oh, wow. So they, they dive. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I could get, get it down, you know, 45, 50 feet with enough line out. But My goodness. But we made a jointed model this year. I don't know how that's going to play out because um, there's so much to changes with the jointed bait mm-hmm. just the, the the movement of the, the body because of the I, I, I didn't look at it extremely close because you had to have the camera four feet away to capture it all in frame <laughs> <laughs> were you just using the regular like 092 i screws no so these are all through wired <laughs> okay okay but then how do you find a hook that fits it to make it look all right <laughs> Uh, actually, a tw- tw- I think it's 12 off. That's perfect on the 18s. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, they're expensive. It's a big hook. It's a big yeah. hook, yeah. Yeah, but you're also <laughs> so, not selling this bait for $13. Yeah, yeah. No. $13. No, <laughs> no. and I, I'd like the jointed bait. I don't even know if I'm going to sell it. I'm going to hang on to my... There's only two of the jointed, so Tom's getting one because he... And I'm getting the other? We have three 18-inch straight bodies out here that are sitting on a shelf just waiting to be finished. You mentioned your father again there. Did he get at all interested in the muskie fishing with you? No. Well, he's been with me a few times, um, Mm -hmm. but it's not really. He just likes to fish. He doesn't care. He was a big walleye guy back in the day. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. He'll go with me once in a while. He likes getting out, yeah. Now, the big walleye guy back in the day, does that mean he clunks a lot of them in the head? (laughs) Back in the day, they clunk a lot of them in the head. All of them, yeah. Yeah. Only only the ones that were legal. That's what you do. Right, Right. yeah. And even the bigger ones back then, they, you know, (laughs) it's like muskie fishing. They'd Mm -hmm. kill the bigger muskies back in the day, so they were pretty much fishing to eat. But, Mm -hmm. and uh, honestly, I was probably. Until I met Mike um, at work, I I didn't know any better back in the day. I would keep a 28-inch walleye, you know, and pretty much stress the importance of letting the big fish go so they can breed. So, yeah, I, I mean, kind of do the same. I preach to other people now. That That's mm-hmm. foreign around here. I mean, ma- mainly because Lake Erie is just, it spoils people. Right. You know, like when you catch 18 fish and they're all... 26 to 31 and like yeah there's our three-man limit time to go in there's there's nothing there's sometimes that's the only fish you catch 
And right, yeah. then you can also go inland, and you know, I, there's a spot very close to my house that is known for some big fish. I talk to a lot of guys; they catch, you know, ten to thirteen pounders there every year, and they're like, "Yeah, we're going to keep it because they're stocking it." So it's, you know, it there's no like I'm sure there's some natural reproduction, but uh, overall, it's put and take. Lake Erie is just a factory that biologists say humans through recreational fishing cannot affect the fishery of water. Right. So, and, and it's def- definitely a lot different down here. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, most of the people are on the same page with you know letting the big big fish go. So, it's working. Nice. Nice. Awesome. So, other than those big giant baits, is there anything new in the in the bait library that you got cooking up? There is. Uh, you don't have to pay if you made, don't want to. No, no, that's fine. A lot of people have been pressuring me for a seven and a half inch fifty finder. I think um, I saw that. Two, just yeah, recently. two hook. Yeah, I just posted the first built bait today. Uh, I don't know how it's going to work out. We're going to make a few different prototypes and see how they they run and what they do. And I'll get a dozen of them built and get them out to some of the people that do good things with my baits and see what happens. And possibly later this fall, they might be ready. Okay. That's cool. So that's going to put you at, you have the Suban, then you have the 50 finder. Now that isn't, is there a couple sizes of the 50 finder right now that you're making? The 50 finder is nine inch and 13 inch. Those are my, I don't want to say production models because I, I don't really produce a lot of them. Um, but we also have the original six, which is, I took the Suban profile and I cut a little bit of the head off it and a little bit of the tail off it. So it's kind of the same profile. It's a little bit, it looks a little fatter, but that's like more of my shad style. Okay. Bait, but, um, so are there so different it, lips for each of these style of baits? I'm trying to learn the, the, the models right now. Yeah. So in the, in the six inch original six, I have a screw eye version which has a square bill lip. Um, that one dives down to about 17 feet, has a little bit tighter action on it. Um, then I did the original six platinum, which is a foiled bait. And it has a little bit steeper lip, lip angle. It thumps a little harder, uh, goes down about 14 to 15 feet. And a lot of people like that one for casting. Um, I had one guy catch a 55 casting in original six last summer. Mm-hmm. and then the Suban is mostly well it's only screw eye that's the only way I make it is with screw eyes with the shallow lips um, the 50 finder which is a 9 inch wider body than the Suban that's available in screw eyes or through wired and the same thing as the original 6 the platinum has a steeper lip angle on the 50 finder and thumps more well, I, I'm not going to say one is, you know, catches more than the other because all the results I got this year was pretty, pretty close. Like the the original 50 finder is still producing like the, the platinum did. So, Okay. I got another question for you. If you had to choose, and this is only going to DK, mm-hmm. platinum or original or the standard? <sighs> You only get to pick one. Oh, you're killing me. You're <laughs> killing me. <laughs> I told you I was going to be throwing you fastballs. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to say 
platinum mm-hmm. just because I like the look of the through wire bait. Like the wire is so clean where it comes out and um, so and the action. I, I like that harder thump myself. Mm. Did okay. Wait, just for clarity, in the platinum, the platinum has a different lip than the regular. The, no, it has a different. It has the same exact exact. Yeah, excuse me, exact lip, just a steeper angle. Okay, got you. Okay, very cool. And that's yeah, the difference um, between them is lip angle, and yeah, and all wire. through wire, right? Okay. So what I'm what I'm basically trying to do is. You know, cover all the price points because I realize some. Obviously, it takes me a lot longer to wire a bait than it does a screw eyes in ice. That's a polite way of saying it really sucks to do it and it's a pain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I honestly have no qualms, no issues with a screw eye bait. If you build a screw eye bait right, it's not going to fall apart. I mean, but it's just there's something about making a through wired bait that I I just I love it. I don't know because. you're taking the time to make, you know, something that you're putting a nice paint job on. It just makes sense to spend a little more time on the build. The challenge, you know, it's the next, yeah. the, the, that's what's cool about it. Awesome. I have some questions, but I got, I'm not going to do them on this, on the show. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, because I don't want to, I don't want to dig into any of your secrets. So <laughs> okay. at least, at least not here. So I just, <laughs> At least not when I'm recording. So yeah. Uh, so, so then there's a 50 Finder 13 that made the first one in 2015. I actually made two of them. Um, you know, just kind of as prototypes. I wanted to fish them for a while. They had screw eyes. I never caught a fish on them. Um, it's one of those deals where it could have been just the areas I was fishing at. Um, 2016. I changed the shape a little bit. I put more of a round on it, and that one was through-wired. And I was fishing up in well, the Gananoque area, and I got it, like it got crushed hard, but the fish came off. So I don't know what it was, but it could. I want to think it was a you know <laughs> yeah. fifty-eight incher, but it could have been a forty-three <laughs> incher. One of those deals. Or a but it left some pretty good snagged. teeth. <laughs> yeah, well, it left some pretty good teeth marks on it. So. A mean card. And, yeah. <laughs> and then last season, I made a few more, and I actually, I was comfortable with, you know, letting them out there because I knew they were going to hold up, and people started catching fish on them. So that was pretty, that was a weight off my shoulders, you know. The, the weight was worth it, more or less. And mm-hmm. um, I sent one up to a friend on Lake of the Woods, and he caught four or five fish on it, nothing real big, but... uh you know, it was a start. Pat Briere, a guy down this end of the river, he caught, uh, he was the first one to catch a fish with a Rob Wasser, and they caught a 47-inch on one. And then Pat finished off the season with a 49-and-a-half and then 50-inch on it. So, Awesome. I, good things to come with that bait, I hope. I like it. Are your baits all, are you doing all Lexan lips in them? or I do have aluminum. You have aluminum, yeah, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, the platinums. I have a deep, um, deep aluminum and a shallow aluminum. Okay. Okay. The 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 only shallow aluminum that I made, I sent to Justin Godry at my least place resort, and he, uh, he he's like the guy that you send something to if you want to see if it's going to hold up because his style of fishing, he just grinds that Canadian shield. 
Yeah, but it's so. I sent it up there just expecting him to, you know, crash into the bottom, make sure it holds up. And another one of those deals where I got a message from I like the new bait, and he's holding this just pig of a muskie. It was a 51 and three quarters, and it was all on video. He posted the video. It was pretty neat. But, yeah, he, he definitely he said, I need a couple more of those. So. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good. Good stuff. Well, it's going to be nice just – using a lathe with your smallest bait being a six. Some, yeah. some of the, some of the bait makers make such little shad baits. I'm surprised that when you see them, they, you can actually shake their hand yeah. and feel like <laughs> five fingers, you know, I'm, you know, those things. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't want to cut my fingers off. I almost cut my thumb off once or the tip of it, but it stayed on. Yeah. Nice. It was, it was still connected. <clears throat> I can't feel there, but. Well, that is a hell of a spread that Dave has at DK. Musky lures are unbelievable baits. They're beautiful, and they obviously work. Yeah, be sure to check out his Instagram. Beautiful paints. Is there anything else, DK, that you want to add before we wrap this one up? Uh, if anybody is interested, um, and purchasing baits, we started a group on Facebook, or yeah, I guess group, DK Musky Lure Sales. Um, everything is done fairly. Uh, it's like a lottery system to buy. We call it draw to buy. We post a picture of the bait with the price, and if it's something you want to buy, you comment under that thread, and then we do a random randomizer or whatever, and you get the chance to buy. So awesome. Right now, right now, that's the way to do it. I will, once the demand slows down a little bit, I will be going back to my retailers, Team Rhino Outdoors and North Shore Muskie Base in Canada. It, <clears throat> so I'm going to just kind of put it in layman's terms. It's difficult to get a DK. It is right now because of the demand. And I, I am, I, I work as hard as I can to get as many out. And it's just, it's tough. Yeah, you don't have to apologize for it. I'm just no. that that is the way to do it. He explained it. I didn't want to bring it up. I if he wanted to talk about it, he could. But yeah, it's it's the fairest way we can think to do it right now. So it's a unique way of doing it. It is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we last the last show we did was about bait raffles and auctions and and things like that. But yeah, this, that's a very unique unique way of doing it. So. Um. You're taking the time to do it. That, that that involves effort. So yeah, that's very cool. So, anything else you want to add? No, I think that's it. All right. Awesome. Thanks for thanks for listening to me. <laughs> hey, that was great. I called you. you. Yeah. So this show is also brought to you by Fatty Z Musky Products. FattyZMusky.com. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com, the Muskie Max Plus. Come down and see us March 10th and 11th, Moon Township. You can uh, hop on the website. You see it all there. They're also active on Facebook. Vix Marine. Vix Marine Sports Center, yes. Sports Center. And Ranger Boats, St. Croix Rods, best rods on earth. And big thanks, Muskie's Inc., INC. We're, we're going to avoid what we've the pitfalls of earlier shows with Muskie's INC. Yes. So big thanks. Up and out, baby. 
<laughs> I thought we talked about this, Todd. We talked about this. <laughs> um, and I guess one last thing before we go, banging fish, baby. Good luck fishing. <laughs>